You have a nice voice. Yes, you do. Go, go ahead, Julia. You, you, you're making. Uh, well, I don't know what else to say. I mean. Well, we here. We are live on BBS Radio. Happy Monday. This is the Monday Wild Card on April. Is it April? April fourth. April the fourth. Yes. Well, that's all I know. I've never been on this call before. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, this is this is Robin from Dayton, Ohio. Home of Welcome, uh, Robin. Hello, Robin. Hi. Your first time, you. huh? Yes, it is. Well, it's five minutes before the hour, and um, usually the, everybody's on by the time it starts, you know, by six, right? No, I'm wondering if I'm on the wrong call here. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite six o'clock. Maybe it's, maybe we're in a time warp. I don't know. Could be five fifty-six is the time I have on my computer. Yes, I have uh, eight fifty-six because I'm calling from uh, Eastern Daylight. Yeah. I'm in mountain time uh, in the western part much of the more, Much more civilized time. Yeah, yeah. It's still daylight there, right, isn't it? Oh, no, it's, it's dark here. Oh, for early, that's right. Sure. No. Yeah. I could understand the reasoning behind having daylight savings because I lived in Washington, D.C. for a while, which is much further east. And, yeah, I know. Um, during the winter, it was dark at four o'clock. Yeah, that's no fun. No, but uh, I hate going to work in the dark and coming home in the dark. Just... I know. I used to live in the east too. I lived in um, Massachusetts, Connecticut, uh, oh, upper state, yeah. upper state New York. All those states I've lived yeah. in. So I lived there for a oh, long wait. time. My my son lives in Virginia. Oh, much so. much warmer climate. Mm-hmm. Way south compared to before for you. Now, Winfrey and Terry are the people who are kind of in charge. They're in charge of this call. Is everybody familiar with those names? Yeah. Okay. So we're on the right call, I guess. Okay. Yes, I guess we are. Apparently, there must be some sort of um, message from the Elo Elohim. Uh, I don't know. Just what I need, a bombshell from out there. <laughs> well, I guess uh, the Sunday morning call is the most popular. Welcome to the Monday call. Would you like to say your name and location? Aloha, it's Lyra. Oh, hi. How are you doing? This is Judy. Very well. Thank welcome, you. Welcome to the Monday call. Would you like to say your name and location? Uh, yes, I would. And it is? Antonio in California. <laughs> Good, Antonio. Can you take over re receiving the calls? Because I'm not even sure what to say here. I don't know if I said you, the right thing or not. Yeah, you're, you're doing, doing fine. Great. Okay, all right. And trust me, I'm a professional. Yeah, you should know. <laughs> you you usually do the the 
call taking, I don't you? I don't know so, what you're saying. You sound like you're in a tunnel. They're you're probably far, far away. talking to somebody else. <laughs> Sounds like Maxalina. Oh. So, who's chewing gum? I'm sucking on a cough drop. Cause oh, that's afraid. what it is. I'm afraid I'm going to get phlegm in my throat and have trouble speaking. I'm sorry okay. about the noise. I'm sorry about the noise. It's okay. It'll be, it'll be gone pretty soon. It's uh, one of those honey echinacea things. Welcome, Welcome to, the, to the, the Monday Night Call. Would you like to say your name and location? Oh. Hi. It's Bonnie in California. Hi, Hi Bonnie. Bonnie. Hello. If, if you want to take over, Judy, then go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I'm i just too new at it. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm shy. I'm not shy, but um, <laughs> I want to do a good job when I do something. Well, welcome to the Monday Night Call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Antonio. Cecil from the Great Northwest. Hi, Hello. Hi, Cecil. Hi, family. Welcome when aboard. I, when I called Thank in you. and you greeted me, that's the same thing. That's the same way I greet people. So you were doing good. Yeah. Well, okay. So well, take her away. I'll... Oh, come on. It's it's too frustrating <laughs> for me. I'm sucking on a, a cough drop. <laughs> and so if you wouldn't mind continuing, Antonio, if you wouldn't mind, I would appreciate it. And some All other right. time I will do it. Okay. Oh, look at the time. It's my break time. Well, Antonio, you didn't hear her asking for you in between greeting everyone. <laughs> yeah, well. I, I've been supporting her all her adult life. You got stuff for Christmas? Is that, well, is that um, Alan? No. Alan? Welcome to the Monday Night Hall. Would you like to say your name and location? Huh? It's not mine. Uh, Natalia, North Carolina. Natalia. Hi. Hello, Natalia. Natalia. Whoever is having a conversation, you should mute yourself. Welcome to the Monday Night Call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Antonio. It's Jeannie and Citrus Heights. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Hi. Hi, Jeannie. Hi. Hi everybody. Hi, Hi all. Is it Jeannie oh, or Janine? Jeannie. Okay. Jeannie? Like, I dream of Jeannie. Yeah, Jeannie. right. It is a Jeannie. Hi, hi. Hi. Hi, hi. Did, did you, did you and Cecil, Cecil is on, too. You told earlier. Yeah. Hi, Bonnie. The people. Hello. The people. Which is Yeah. We still need Jackie, right? No. Oh. No, this is a call. This, this is the wild card call. Oh, okay. I don't know what that means. Okay. Wild means card win, means. Win we could, I know what wild card means, but I don't know how it relates to this call. You can talk about 
anything. We can have an oh. interview, open mic, listen to a recording. It's Win's win. choice. Yeah. But whatever Win chooses. Oh, yeah, so. So it's not um, so a whole planet healing. So welcome, Natalie. Thank you for coming back to this call. She says you're welcome. Was it Natalie or I thought it was Natalia? Oh, uh, yes, it's Natalia. Oh, Natalia. Oh, okay. Sorry, Natalia. Welcome back. Welcome Thank to Monday night. I don't know if you like to say your name and location. Hi, Ken. You, hi, Ken. You're going to get me fired. You didn't even let oh. me announce you or greet you. Ken. Ken. Welcome, Ken. Welcome, uh, Ken. Thank you, everybody. I hope you don't get fired, Antonio. It'll probably be without no, pay you know, if you get fired. Uh, you can't get fired if you're not paid. <laughs> <laughs> but this is my reference for working out to be a greeter at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I hope you don't have to do that. Hey, I'm just going to mention something to somebody. If if everyone, anybody has a cell phone or regular phone that has a mute, even though uh, when, when has us unmuted, what I do is if I'm just listening... I mute myself. I don't make any noise. Right. Am I? Just oh, everybody might want um, to try that. Tuesday, Monday night call. Would you like to say your name and location? Roger in Austin. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Uh, Some uh, people get to meet themselves in their background noise and uh, you say, can you please mute yourself, whoever has their TV on or whatever? So if you're new to this, if you want to mute yourself, either you might have a mute button on your own phone or what you can do is press star six. Star six mute you. And also if you want to unmute yourself or you want to say something, again, press star six. I, yeah, I just mute on my phone usually because I have it on. Right. I, I mute myself before Heist meets me. <laughs> Natalia? Natalia? Yes. Yeah. Yes. What, what city are you in? I am in North Carolina in Raleigh. Raleigh? Oh, I've been there. <laughs> oh. Really? <laughs> yes. All the way across country from California. Oh, wow. I've never okay. been there. I've never been to that side, but I'm sure. I've never I been to Raleigh, but I've heard um, Barney Fife mention it. It was beautiful. It was so green. And, yes, I, and, the, and green. the storms, these little rainstorms would go flying by. <laughs> and it, it was really neat. I drove with a friend who had a uh, home there. Oh, the southeast is beautiful. I used to live in Tennessee. That's where I'm from. Oh, I would, actually, I would love to see Tennessee. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. Smoky Mountains, Gatlinburg, you know, there's a lot of uh, history there. But I, it's true in all those states. It's just, it's just beautiful there, and the people are so congenial, you know. You never mm-hmm. uh, you never meet a stranger in Tennessee or any of those states around there. Yeah. And then in Kentucky, I think it's in Kentucky. No, that was in New York. That's Herkimer. Herkimer, New York. I was thinking about the Herkimer Diamonds, but I think it's uh, – uh, it might have been, might be Kentucky or Arkansas where they had the huge caves with the giant crystals hanging down. Wow. And I'm not sure. It might be Arkansas. I don't know. It's somewhere around in there. The crystal caves? Yeah. Welcome to the Monday Night Call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, it's Wynn. Hi, Wynn. <laughs> Hello, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Hi. Hi. Hello, Hello. Harry. Anybody Hi. else? Mm. No. Well, I think there was somebody else, but hey, is, are you asking me if you want to? No. Do you hear me? Uh, yes. Hi. Oh, I'm, I'm unless you came oh, in again. I'm sorry, I thought this was a recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get started, okay? All right. Thank you. You're kind of close to the microphone, Ben. That's what I was about to say. I'm close to the microphone? Too close, yeah. yeah we it's, can... There's a crackle going on. We can hear your heart beating. Well, what do you expect? <laughs> Muted. Whoops, I didn't mean to do All right. Start it up. Um, you're still kind of close to your mic. Can you move away a little bit from your microphone? Move your microphone away. Is that better? Uh, the crackle is gone. You're still loud, but it's good. Yes. It's okay. April, April 4th. The recording has started. This is April 4th, 2022. Wynn and Terry in Sedona, Arizona. And I don't know if you guys saw the email I sent out, but the subject line was Terry Exposed. And there was really an amazing session we did a few years ago where we talked to the Elohim about Terry and her past track. And get rid of those things, guys. Okay, and um, and it was kind of amazing and touching, and I'm going to play it, I hope. I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. We better uh, listen, huh? I don't know. <laughs> Here we go. Example. Um we asked one question last week, and I thought the answer was very interesting, that it was part of the rock group that was talking to her. And um, has Terry, you know, when you ask questions like this, when I, I realize sometimes it's not in the best interest of a person's development to know the answers. I've watched them. They seem to gauge their answers very carefully with regards to anybody and their past lives because 
um, people can get preoccupied with their past lives, particularly if they happen to be somebody notable or famous, and it gets in the way of their present development. And the way that I've learned to understand it is all your lifetimes are present right now, even though your awareness and experience is in this one, the others are in your field and affecting you. So whether you know what the past life is or not, you can be sure that the impact of that is working with you right now. And let me just ask our source, could you explain a little bit about how the impact of past lives transfers down so that it is so impactful on our present life? There is a thread that carries through from lifetime to lifetime. One has certain personality characteristics, and they carry down from lifetime to lifetime, although the individual has a different life and has opened a different chapter and maybe a different, um, have a different occupation. Uh, they may vary from an artist to a, a, even a lawyer, or it may be vary back and forth with different occupations, but the individual uh, him herself still maintains a maintain similar personality traits, sense of humor uh, can be very similar. Their ability to connect with certain groups of people can be similar. Their interests um, in general, um, what they might like to read can be similar. For instance, one might... Um, be interested in writing and poetry, and then although they become a leader um, within a certain lifetime, they still uh, have that bent for writing and um, poetry and expression. Um, so it is the same person uh, with modifications based upon their experiences that they run into. There's also a larger cycle where um, an individual can have gotten into a bad experience and then um, in subsequent lifetimes works to alleviate that or in, and works through how, how to express it, how to not express it, how, how to um, work around it. As the individual in a lifetime may make certain conclusions about how things are, and then in a next lifetime, Although things may have changed and not be the same, they still may carry the past conclusions with them. 
this, as one goes down the track, becomes a, like a ball of information uh, and expression around the person, and he develops this personality. This is um, a, a bit about how a person carries down from past life to past life and future life. Mm -hmm. um, a question that comes to mind is, where does it start and where does it end? How did a person, how did an individuated soul start on this track? of all these lifetimes. The individuated soul, as the first individuated out, may uh, express himself for live in the higher realms, and then as he wishes to experience more or um, get more sensation or uh, more experience, he may branch out into, say, the third density and add experiences upon experiences and therefore develop his experiential track and his repertoire of responses. Uh, however, if he has gotten off center, then society may tend to bring him back to center, and then he has something to work uh, for or against. There is a, such a thing as goals where one has a particular lifetime goal and he experiences opposition to that goal. Um, for instance, it could be even natural. For instance, he wanted to be a sea captain and he loved the sea and then um, he ran into a series of storms and now he that is an opposition um, a challenge that he must learn to overcome. He may um, study uh, how to um, read the charts and how to avoid storms and the star systems and things that they may tell him and become quite accomplished over a period of life within a you might have a, a musician who comes in and as a very young child is brilliant in composing and brilliant in performing. And uh, it would, it can be where the individual previously had worked in the area and become a master in the area and is carrying it on into the current life. Thank you. Why is it that Terry has the ability to bring these words through? Terry has kept in touch 
Terry has written home. Terry has called home. Home being the higher areas. Home being one stop towards home is heaven. Terry spent a lot of time in heaven. And when she came into the earth realm, she did not wish to be caught up in the earth realm. And she had the orientation that she would stay in touch with the heaven realm and therefore be connected and to not lose her connection in the earth realm. So she came in with the intent to have a foot in both 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 places. That's correct. She did not want to lose her heavenly orientation and so has kept that sacred so that she would always be a representative of home and would be able to find her way back. Before she came into this realm, was she a member of the Elohim group or the Ra group? She was a member of the Elohim group and then kept searching for ways to bring back home sojourners that had gotten lost her heart ached for these sojourners that seem to have gotten lost and were never seen in the home realm again as if they were totally disconnected. And she went to not only find them, but find the picture or the puzzle, solve the puzzle of how to keep the home fires burning though they had broken their connection with home. I see. So maybe some of the people are on, on this line or some of the people that she came down here looking for <laughs> Definitely, like yourself. Like myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was one of those ones that got lost in this realm, huh? Yes. Well, uh-huh. you have one foot in heaven also, but you are a wanderer, and so it looks like you might need help. I see. Well, I'm not too proud to have help, and uh, I certainly think that 
Gary has made a great contribution to my life, and I'm very grateful for that contribution. And I think that she's making a great contribution to lots of people right now. And I thank you so much for working with us on this. Is she, is she, um, say, she's probably more advanced now, and more aware and more wise than in her lifetime with St. Catherine. Is that true? Well, one of the things, one of the things that beset St. Catherine was the attacks from negative realms and she did not have the sources, the uh, repertoire at that time to handle it that she does at this time. She had much protection then, but when they, the negative forces would impinge upon her, she would experience, cause herself to experience pain, for instance, by wearing a hair shirt, then, then sending the pain to the negative, saying, this is for you, and it was a big effort to not be controlled or influenced by the negative. Okay. Now, I don't know how that happened, but it did. And uh, I'm just curious. Hi, could you open up the lines? And I'd like some comments on that because. Yes, hold on one second. I know that, Terry. <laughs> and uh, she is really committed, and and she's in that realm a good portion of the time. And um, let's open up the lines. Unmuted. That was fun. That was fun to hear. Yes, it was. I liked it. Then you're muted on your own end, apparently. Sometime we ought to do you, Antonio. <laughs> Get something similar. Okay. About the angelic realm. Uh, uh, Terry, do you remember that call? Hang on just a second. Vin. Do you remember it? Yeah. Oh, vaguely. <laughs> so have you Did found it sound right to you? Hey, hey have you Lynn. 
the mirror now. So, so Teddy, when his question is, does it sound right to you? Oh, yes. It is. Exactly right. All right. When, when you open you, up your line, go ahead. Harry, I don't know why I'm getting this feedback on the VOIP here, but um, do you have do you have only one line open right. or you have two lines open? I have. Yeah. And when when you speak, just speak with a with a, with a like more silent voice, then the crackle doesn't come through. There we go. Is that better? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Harry, have you been yeah. have you been able to somewhat discover what what it is that is keeping us stuck? <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah. That's um pretty much uh, we're bringing it up on some of the calls. Um, yeah, it, it, and it's complex. It's like, you know, everybody, they get the veil, the, the veil of their body, the veil of their history, their genetic history. Uh, they're in a veil here, so they can't uh, easily remember. And uh, it's a little bit hard uh, to negotiate through it. Um, that's just one of the things. Mm. Well, Bonnie, Bonnie, did you get that thing that I sent you? Yes, I did. Did you find it interesting? Yes, and I'd like to share uh, some of the more the recent one that you sent me on our next call. Yeah, I hear music in the background. I hear music, and there's no one there, right? When the, the, can you move your microphone further away? The crackle is very active still. All right. Well, you're the one that kept telling me to go on a video. Oh, I see. I got to look at it. Just the, the VOIP is too loud. I'm about three or four feet away from my mic. You are? Yeah. Okay, now I'm about three feet away. Is that better? Mm. It's better, but the crackle is still there. All right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wanted to say, we have some new people on the line tonight, and I wanted to make a couple of comments. And, you know, the first time, uh, one of the things when it started, you know, which was in 2002, I said, what's this? What are they going to expect of me? And as time went by, I kept asking questions and testing it and testing it and testing it. And one of the most unusual things about these calls is that you don't have to believe in it, you know, because you heard that session from Terry and you heard somebody, me asking them questions, you don't have to believe that's true. But 
you have to be open to the possibility because the more you listen, the more it holds together. And then those very same sources that we're talking have proven to me and to the people that are regulars on this line that they can interface with us in a rather personal way. They're actually paying attention to people on this line. And um, we've had a number of phenomena where they have proven it. Like, um, I usually repeat these too, but there's more. There's a fellow that lived in Taos, New Mexico, and he was listening to us on BBS radio for about a year, and he heard me say, they're paying attention to you. And then one day he said, okay, if you're paying attention to me, <laughs> you answer this question? And the next thing they did was answer the question. Now, he didn't say it out loud, or he, he said it out loud, he said it in his house, but uh, he blew—he was blown away. The next thing he did was he moved to Sedona. And then we've had a time when Terry started speaking in another language. And the next day, I got an email from a lady in Turkey, and um, she said, they said hello to me by name in Turkish. I was amazed. And of course, we didn't know that. We didn't understand what Terry was saying. And then we have, sometimes we have miracles of healing. And sometimes we have phenomena. There's people that make requests, healing requests. And the way it works is they can flow into this realm energetically. They're not bodies. They're energies. And they can move around. And they want to help us. Our realm is in trouble. And every day we do a call which I titled Whole Planet Healing. But I didn't really know what I was doing when we started it. I, I knew that they had done interventions. We did one call where we actually stopped a hurricane from, I believe we stopped a hurricane from destroying New Orleans. And um, many incidences of phenomena and you have to listen to it for a while to get the vibe, to get the feel of it. You don't have to believe it. You can just be open-minded. In fact, you shouldn't believe it until you get the vibe. You should test it. But it's worth testing because it's very rare to have an opportunity to make a connection with sources that are this high in the matrix, and you have nothing to relate it to. It's not religion. It could be. I mean, people have started religions around these guys. But we're not a religion. They don't want to be a religion. It's just that 
it seems so big that people don't know how to relate to it. And religion usually screws it up. Now, I had another little session I was going to play. If I can figure out how to do this, just a moment. Okay, here we go. And um, here we go. Can you share with us a bit on the, the topic I've brought up? Yes. We greet you in the everlasting love of the one infinite creator. Muted. At this time, as the whole solar system is moving into an area of high resolution, of great energy, intelligent energy, along with this high intelligent energy, which greets each and every one of you, it also greets planet Earth. Now, you, your body, planet Earth, do not just exist as matter. There is an etheric plane in which reside structures. The next plane up would be the astral, which would contain actual structures, geometries, which your karma and beliefs and decisions from the past are configured into geometries, actual geometries. This is why you can't just suddenly change your mind or say, I'm going to step out of karma and I'm not going to have karma anymore because you actually have these geometries that are influencing you. And the earth has geometries in it, it's an etheric plane, that are influencing it. In these geometries, there are stuck points, and the stuck points don't move in sync with each other at a stuck point. As we move into the higher energies, the higher energies are kicking loose these stuck points, and energies are beginning to move again. One of the things that happens in a situation like this is that the DNA can mutate with the welcome energy, the new energy. Earth, people of Earth have been playing a game of separation where they are cut off from the higher frequencies, from the star systems, from the axitonial line. The axitonial lines are connected to the acupuncture points. They are at the fifth dimension or plane. They are just above the astral. And they have been cut off from the fourth, the etheric plane directly above the matter of the physical. And You've been cut off 
from your brothers in the star systems. You've been cut off from the oversoul, from the higher frequencies, as you play this game of separation. And the fourth level, where reside the karmas and actual geometries that are residing in this plane, have been ruling your life. When you meet somebody that has similar stuck geometries, then you intermesh and you do a karma with them. As we move into the area of higher resolution, of higher frequencies, energy moving in, the solar system itself is going through changes. Neptune is becoming brighter. Neptune and Uranus have had pole of shifts recently. Mars polar caps are melting. This has increased the number of disasters on Earth. The number of earthquakes are increasing. And the higher forces are not asleep and not noticing this. And when all of the people that are shedding their bodies in that plane are calling out, the higher forces are noticing and are opening the channels to them. It is a time when many people on the earth are saying, I'm experiencing these weird changes and I don't want to go forward with it anymore. And people are leaving that do not wish to continue in the ascension path right now. However, these people are not lost. So the earth itself has its fourth dimensional karma its etherical plane, its stuck points. And as the energy comes in, it is moving these energies and it is creating change, which then affects all that are in the path. Unconditional love allows one to move more easily with the changes. As we get more into the energy increase, the changes will become easier. As in the first level of light body, what was activated was that the DNA has been instructed to now accept light as an energy source. This means that the energy of the body, which has been cut off and has been in a closed system where you eat the food and then it turns it into energy and then you expend the energy and you have this closed system where the body ages and dies. It hasn't been able to take energy from the higher sources, from the connection with the star systems. Now, as this channel opens up, and as the DNA is instructed to accept light, then one will be able to accept 
energy from outside sources and the aging process won't be a closed system. They will be able to renew themselves from outside from the light. Some of you may have noticed that light is coming in to your body and you almost begin to glow. It is light. You are able to start making use of light as a source of energy. We hope that these comments have been helpful in the preliminary answering of some of your questions and to ease your fears. It is a process that is ongoing and everyone is watched over. We are, it is a pleasure to be with you today, and thank you for we are honored by this time with you. I didn't know I... Thank you so much. Could we ask a question? Yes. Okay. Um, in the way that we're coming together on our calls and, uh, and on our grid healings and creating a group energy, could you explain how that coming together aids, if it does aid, this process of bringing in these higher energies into the planet and the impact that we're having on the disasters or mitigation of disasters as a group. Yes. When one calls in the higher energies and the higher energies come from the higher planes, then it extends a calming effect and a synchronization and a calibration between the higher plane and the third dimension, fourth dimension. As this synchronization is put into place, then the Riffles from storms, from the calming effect will go to earthquake even. The help that it will give to the people in providing a sense of belonging, of safety, of love. Um, when the people feel love, the DNA unfurls and is open and can give and receive energy from the outside easily. When the person is afraid and nervous, then the DNA coils up and can connect, it can't heal. Um, so if there is a trauma of some event and the DNA, then it makes everyone angry and then the DNA coils up and the people are resistant and do not reach out. However, the extending of love to that area from the higher dimension then allows the person to sense 
release and to unfurl the DNA and to be open and things begin to heal faster in the area where there's been trauma. Some people talk about sacred geometries and hexagrams and pentagrams and, and, and pyramids and um, all these multiple kinds of geometrical forms and that somehow the dimensions are interconnected by these geometries. Um, when we are bringing in the light and we are integrating ourselves, I don't think anyone experiences geometrical forms when that's going on. Are we actually in our energy fields um, connecting with geometric forms even though we don't see them? Um, you are connected with geometric forms in your everyday walkthrough of life. You do not see them for they are beyond the realm of sight, so most people think that they don't exist. People would say that their bodies exist and what they can see in this minute range of frequency is what exists. That's what happens to them, but the geometries are there and are spinning at various rates and speeds. And indeed, this is where their karma resides. And it is consisting of geometries that are not spinning in the proper relationship. So once, if you were to get above geometries, you would be at the 12th dimension which is the one point where everything is one. Um, there are various geometries and etheric blueprints that exist at the different dimensions, the fifth dimension, the light body, the sixth dimension, the DNA, blueprints. There are various geometries that are, you might call them preformed. You don't see them, but they are there. When you say 12th dimension, in the Carla Ruckert raw channelings, she talked about eight dimensions. Um, between where we are, actually we're in the third dimension, and the fourth is the, um, the dimensions are somewhat correlated to the chakras. So when you say it's the 13th dimension, how does that correlate 12th to the 12th dimension? How does that correlate to the Carla Rucker um, explanation of dimensions? This is an expanded sense of the planes of existence. Some Carla Ruckert wouldn't call them dimensions, I don't believe. The twelfth dimension would be the one point where everything is one, 
where there's a sense of oneness. Carla Rucker calls it density. Yes. Ra speaking through Carla Rucker called it density. Density, yes. Um, the 11th would be the archangels, where the archangels reside. The 10th would be the Elohim. It is an expanded system of explanation which puts more points on the scale, so to speak, to explain more in detail. So when we call in the light and we create... um a, what I call a blending of energies. Yes. Are we are we also creating geometrical interactions between us all? You have geometrical aspects that are operating at all times, and when you blend at the third dimensional, fourth dimensional level you then make your geometries available to the ones you are blending with. Mm -hmm. And when we do this kind of blending, what's the benefit of it, if any? It is a little bit... um, random... The effects may be considered to be that is random as one uh, may then lock energies with another or another might become healed. Uh, Does it make it it easier for you to connect with us when this is occurring? No, because we find it easy to connect whether or not you are blended. We are able to sense each one of you. Um, It does focalize the group which then locates it, and the energies are easier to see. Uh, But it then can create a mixing of energies, um, which may then be harder to sort out. In other words, each individual has its own, his own karma, his own geometries. When you blend energies and the geometries, the spinning geometries, 
then can either spin together or lock, then it can create a more of a three-dimensional uh, unlocking of energies, which then uh, might be more difficult to untangle. This is a thing that will grow less as we move into higher energies because one of the things that will begin to happen as the body begins to utilize light is that the individual geometries uh, on the fourth the fourth plane of existence or density will begin to unlock and will begin to release. Now, as that happens, the person may be undergoing symptoms of flu or dizziness because they are oriented to those geometries and operating out of those geometries and as they release those geometries, then they may become somewhat disoriented and feel that they are ill or get muscle pains or heart pains or different types of symptoms depending on what is releasing. Mm -hmm. So going back to China, which just had this earthquake, um, can you describe the distortion in the earth that would, and the people, and the field that would stimulate an earthquake in China? First of all, it is a bending in the grid system and a pushing. There is a energy pressure from outside of the coming from outside of the earth that is pushing. There is a landmass that is pushing um, in the direction of from the um, it's the one landmass is pushing from the ocean towards the inland, and another landmass is going down. It's receding under that landmass. And as the energies get high, the earth with great relief releases the pressure and the bondage breaks. And releases this pressure and this is what has been happening in this area. How does the consciousness of the people in the area affect this kind of happening? When the people then become very, very scared, and their DNA all winds up not so. Um, they're very rigid to the flow. They 
are antithetic to Earth. Earth is trying to release. The people are holding on for dear life, wishing the Earth did not release. And so the Earth then feels resistance from the people towards that flow of release. And it will hold off for a little while, but then when it releases, it releases with great force. We're the people to understand the process that Earth is going through. Then the Earth would not thrust with such great force. Then we cannot hear you. Star six. Okay, I'm, so I'm, back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Okay, good. That was an amazing session, Terry. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, we are learning here how it all works. And if anyone new is on the line, it's interesting. I'm not sure anyone new is still on the line. They may have hung up because... It just gets too far out, I think. But in any case, that intelligence that was speaking to us identifies itself as the Council of Elohim. Elohim is one of the words for God in the Old Testament and the name the Mormons use for God. But they don't want us to relate to them in the traditional way of God. They are like our higher dimensional big brothers. And they want to help our planet. And they need people down here to help them anchor their energies to this realm and their frequencies. And that's why we do whole planet healing every day for an hour at 7 p.m. Pacific. And we're going to go into that right now. If you're on BBS radio, just don't hang up, but stay on the line. And if you're on a phone line, you'll have to hang up and read out a different number. And Heist, do you have the number for Whole Planet Healing? Yes, the number is 667-770-1527. And the access code is 250-513-POUND. Thank you. Okay, so we are going to... Open up the lines for just a moment. You can all say goodbye, and then we're going to go over the whole planet healing. Unmuted. And if you're on BBS, BBS is going to call the whole planet healing line, and that will be broadcast on BBS. 
So don't change your dial. And thank you all for being here. We'll see you over on Whole Planet Healing. To ourselves. Whole Planet Healing. All right, you're on BBS Radio. Welcome, everyone on BBS to Whole Planet Healing. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to hear your name and location? Hi, 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 Scott. Hi, Kathleen. And Hello, was there somebody everybody. else in there? Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Hi. That was like a big tangle of tones. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Antonio. This is Judy in Arizona. Hi, Judy. Hi. Hello. It is 7.05. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Antonio. Cecil from the Great Northwest. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Everybody you. is present. That has a tiki part. Hi, I hear when. Is BBS here? Yes. Yeah. Is there one here? I thought I heard him. Things are all visible here. Yes, hello, Terry. Welcome. Oh, no, that's not one. That's Judy. Hi, Terry. Oh, Hi, Terry. That was a good call. Yes, it was. Very interesting. All right. We are at 7.05, so let's move on to a whole planet healing. Muted. Hello, hi. Hello, Jack. Is your witness here yet? So if you want to take off, please, here we go. The recording has started. Hello, everyone. Today is Monday, April 4 of 2022. I'm Jackie from Julian, California. Welcome to the Whole Planet Healing Conference call. And it's Monday, which means we have the pleasure of sharing our call with our BBS radio family of listeners. So thank you all for joining us tonight. And sometimes we have new people that come on with BBS. And uh, so I'd just like to tell you all that, yes, we are biased, but the whole Planet Healing Call is extra special among all the conference calls. And uh, one of the reasons why is this. You know the sources you just heard in the previous hour? Well, these same sources have indicated that they are paying attention to our efforts to heal the planet as well as associated issues that concern us, and that they will add their energy to our efforts as long as the principle of the highest and greatest good for all is observed. We also see this call as an opportunity to be of service every single evening. And it's so valuable to have you all here tonight because there is strength in numbers when doing this positive work. Now, uh, it's time to get going on the call. So get comfortable, push aside any distractions, and let's get started by welcoming Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who recites our invocation 
requesting energetic protection for ourselves and our efforts tonight. Cecil? Thank you, Jackie. Father, Mother, God, the one, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio. And any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us. We co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. Back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Cecil. Well, at the beginning of this call, uh, both Winfrey and Terry Brown join us and share some of their thoughts with us. But before I go to them, I just want to say, Wynn and Terry, how awesome the previous hour was. That was such valuable information. Um, so thank you so much. So are you guys available? I'm here, and I think Terry is there. Are you there, Terry? Hello, Terry. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Well, I thought that last hour was really amazing. And you got a chance to hear, you know, Terry's background of coming in from the higher dimensions and coming into this dimension and then getting trapped for actually millions of years. And all of that time, she was trying to reconcile being in this dimension with her higher dimensional background. And she didn't know she was from a higher dimension, I don't believe. I think she just probably thought, like, I'm crazy. <laughs> and so did other people. And so did I when I first knew her, you know? And uh, I am so amazed that we held out to get to this point and that our sources decided start this communication with us. And, I mean, she probably always had the potential to do it if, he, if she was in the right circumstance. And the only time that I know from her track 
that she was in the right circumstance previously is when she came in to a Catholic family in Siena, Italy, and um, took the church very seriously, and then would go into the church, and she would start to channel, and the priests would write it down. And it became a book that became a classic of Catholic literature. So this is a pretty rare thing we're doing here. And, you know, I still feel like a bozo. I think Gary's less of a bozo than I am now. But that's okay, because I'm working through it. Carla Rucker said she was a bozo. It's just like reconciling being in both realities, the really higher dimensional, what we could call the God realm, and in this three-dimensional world, 3D world, that we're trapped in. And I turn it over to Terry. Hi, everybody. Um, I I feel like uh, I'm a bozo, too, actually. And uh, I've got a lot of work to do uh, to get back to normal, even, for me after getting screwed up in this realm for so long. Anyway, I really appreciate everybody that's giving me help. Um, that's amazing. And all of you on the line. And now back over to Jackie. Thank you so much, Terry and Wynn. Now, um, I'd like to encourage everyone to go visit the spiritchannel.net where you can hear uh, many, many, many channeled messages firsthand. And Terry, who just spoke to us, brought forth the majority of these channeled conversations between the sources and Winfrey. So, you know, who else is really familiar with all these channeled messages is Bonnie from Corona, California. She comes on our call every evening and shares something from these archives or a compatible resource. For example, tonight she's got something special for us from the raw material. Bonnie? Hi, thank you. Well, I was, uh, I've had this to listen, to read and share with you guys, and I was just looking for a good opportunity, and, and this fits right in with the information that we learned in the previous call about how an individuated soul within their free will starts to choose uh, experiences which then accumulate and, and, and helps mold their personality and, and which they carry, we carry with us into our current incarnation. And so this particular excerpt I'm going to read is from book one of the raw material. And this is session 18, number 179. And, of course, the questioner here was Don Elkins. And the material then came through Carla Ruckert. Um, and the questioner states, 
Uh, I have a question here that I will read. Much of the mystic tradition of seeking on earth holds the belief that the individual self must be erased or obliterated and the material world ignored for the individual to reach nirvana, as it is called, or enlightenment. What is the proper role of the individual self and its worldly activities to aid an individual to grow more into the law of one? Ra. I am Ra. The proper role of the entity is in this density to experience all things desired, to then analyze, understand, and accept these experiences, distilling from them the love light within them. Nothing shall be overcome. That which is not needed falls away. The orientation develops due to analysis of desire. These desires become more and more distorted towards conscious application of love light as the entity furnishes itself with distilled experience. We have found it to be inappropriate in the extreme to encourage the overcoming of any desires except to suggest the imagination rather than carrying out in the physical plane, as you call it, of those desires not consonant with the law of one, thus preserving the primal distortion of free will. The reason it is unwise to overcome is that overcoming is an unbalanced action, creating difficulties in balancing in the time-space continuum. Overcoming, thus, creates the further environment for holding on to that which apparently has been overcome. All things are acceptable in the proper time for each entity and in experiencing, in understanding, in accepting, in then sharing with other selves, the appropriate distortion shall be moving away from distortions of one kind to distortions of another, which may be more consonant with the law of one. It is, shall we say, a shortcut to simply ignore or overcome any desire. It must instead be understood and accepted. This takes patience and experience which can be analyzed with care, with compassion for self and for other self. And that just went right along with the theme of the previous call. I'll take it back to you, Jackie. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bonnie. That was a beautiful passage to read. Very informative. 
Now, we are going to move on to the next portion of our call where we get together with Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania. And Jennifer researches the most recent earthquake and volcanic activities on our planet. We do this because our sources have emphasized how important it is for us to stay informed of these current events. And if you heard the previous hour, they touched on the fact that um, human activity and our emotions here on the surface of the planet have uh, an effect on Earth movements and activities. So um, they've also suggested <laughs> that the way to calm down Mother Earth is to send an energy of calmness. So become the calmness, relax into that feeling of calmness, and let's join Jennifer as she guides us to each area, and let's radiate that calming frequency to all areas of concern. Jennifer? Thank you so much, Jackie. Welcome to our BBS listeners, as well as our regular phone listeners. Um, tonight, I do want to invite the spirit of Mother Earth to join with us. She can enhance our intention to send calm down to the world. First place we're going to look at tonight is Hawaii. And Hawaii was interesting today because not only did we have the usual little swarming activity in Pahala, and that was low level, it was still um, 2.5 and less. And we did have, let me see, I wrote down 15 little earthquakes there. And then moving north up to Mauna Loa, we did have several, uh, four earthquakes, 2.4 and less. And then looking south to the sea, we had one 3.0 at Loihi, which we know is an undersea volcano. And then to the west of this region, there are other, other undersea mounts. I cannot pronounce it. <laughs> There's a bunch of U's and A's in it. Um, but there are a lot of seamounts in this area. But there was a nice little swarm going on of five earthquakes. And 3.3 was the largest in this region. And this uh, 3.3 was the largest today on the island or around the island. So let's just take a quick few seconds here and send calm down to the island, of course, and the undersea volcanoes. They all seem to be um, ramping up at this point around the island. And to the fault lines, factor zones. And today I happened to look at a spectrograph, and the hot spot is directly under um, Pahala and the slump area. And there, it was very clear today. There is a very large hot spot there. So let's send some cool down to that area as well and just calm that down a bit. Now we're going to move down to New Zealand and the islands themselves just had three today. So we'll send calm and say thank you. We're grateful for that. Now we're going to move up along the Kermadec Trench. And we did have a 4.9 at the Kermadec Islands. 
And then a little bit further north, we come to Fiji, where we have uh, 4.8 and 4.6. And then now we're going to uh, go westward to the Loyalty Island. You might have heard it called New Caledonia. Um, we had a 6.0 there today. Continuing westward over to Papua, we had a 4.0. And then over to Indonesia, <clears throat> we had a, a 5.9. And then continuing to uh, the Philippines, 4.6. Up in continuing north to Micronesia, 5.1. Continuing north uh, along that trench, that's the Mariana Trench. To the Mariana Islands, we had a 4.6. And then back over to Taiwan, we had a 4.4. And of course, these, what I'm mentioning, they're all sort of similar in uh, the seismic, uh, seismicity, I guess you'd say, of it. And these are on one side of the trench and on the other side of the trench. So it, it's kind of bouncing back and forth here. And we get to Taiwan, and we had a 4.4, and moving north to Japan. And we had several um, earthquakes around Japan in the sea. We did have a 5.5 in the sea off of Honshu, and this was in the area not real far from Fukushima. And then south of this area, we had a 5.1. And actually, the 5.1 kind of looks like it was very close to shore. If it was in the water, it wasn't very far in the water. So let's send Japan, especially the occurrence near Fukushima, but all of them um, in and around this island nation. Now we're going to continue northward along. Now, this is called the Kirill-Kanchatka Trench, and we had a 5.4 at the Kuril Islands. Now, this is owned by Russia, and it is between Japan and Kamchatsky, which is part of Russia. It's that peninsula that um, comes south to the Aleutians. And then um, we're going to move westward, or eastward, I'm sorry, across the Aleutians. And Alaska had a very quiet day, twos and threes. Um, 3.7 at Sand Point, which is out on the Aleutian Islands, and 3.7 was the largest, and everything else was smaller. So we will be grateful for that. <clears throat> and then moving down to Canada, nothing reported. Um, down to Washington, and we did have a little 2.7, and this was at Point Roberts, which is by Vancouver Island, and it's in the uh, water there. And then moving down through Washington, we do want to send calm. Mount Rainier was rumbling today. And we also want to send calm to Mount St. Helens. Down into um, Oregon, we want to send calm to Mount Hood and Three Sisters. I just think it behooves us to send calm to these volcanoes every day. And then we're going to come down into California. We do have a 4.1, <clears throat> and this particular instance, they're calling it Rio Del. And if you're not familiar, it is very close to the Mendocino Triple Junction. And this is that 
area that we do get a lot of activity. And we want to send calm to this area. Moving down through California, we did have just low-level activities today. The geysers humming along there and the San Andreas, which was very low-level. Down to Southern California, the largest was 2.5. And we also want to sit and calm to Long Valley, which is on the eastern side of the state, and Ridgecrest. Now we're going to move straight down into Mexico. Uh, we did have a 4.4 in the Gulf of Mexico, and then down into uh, the main part of Mexico, main part of the continent there. Um, we had some fours and mostly threes. That was a rather low level there today. And then as we come down through um, the rest of Central America, it was twos and threes. I do want to make mention on the other side of the Caribbean plate, <clears throat> which is the, um, the area where Antigua is, Antigua and Barbuda. We had a 4.7 there today. And that is one of the, I guess that would be a windward island. Okay, back to South America. We're going to look at Colombia, where we did have a 4.5 on land. Down into Peru, we had 4.4. And just next door to the 4.4, it's Bolivia. It's not very far apart. Um, we had 4.5. And then down south to Argentina, we had a 4.2. And to Chile, we have another 4.2. And then we're going to round the southern tip of South America. And as we move northward along the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, let us send calm all the way north. And we're going to come all the way up to Iceland, which had some activity today. It was low level, 3.1. Um, but that's part of the uh, Mid-Atlantic Ridge system. And then we're going to come back south down to the Azores, which they have been swarming for the last maybe two weeks. And we just want to, st it's all low level so far, but we want to send calm, 2.7 and less. And then moving across Europe, pretty much everything was low level today, um, twos basically, till we get to Greece, which we had a 4.6. And continuing, now we're going to move a little bit up north to the Black Sea, uh, 4.5 at Bulgaria. And that's kind of unusual. We don't get a whole lot of activity near Bulgaria. And then continuing east to Afghanistan, we had a 4.2. And that was really um, it. There was nothing else coming back over and around. We're almost to uh, Indonesia. So I'm going to thank each and every person for adding their energies to this. And I'll send you back to Jackie. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Well, um, Wynn will be taking us on his guided visualization in just a few moments. And he'll be directing our focus to many of the other issues that need our attention tonight. But first, these phone lines are being unmuted and you have this opportunity to put your concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all be considered. And if you're listening to us on BBS radio or to a replay, this is also the right time 
to put forth your personal concerns. And I'd just like to thank all of you for your contributions tonight. Unmuted. I would like to put into all thy healing assistance and protection for our beautiful Mother Earth, our human family, our flora and fauna, all the sentient beings. I would like to ask for extra assistance for the maintenance of the world peace and assistance for all the children and animals worldwide for the highest greatest good. Thank you. Tom in San Jose, support and protection for Sidney Powell. Mike Lindell, thank you. This is Jeannie in Citrus Heights. I'd like to place the awakening of humanity into the light. And I'd like to share a very short poem by a man named Guillaume Apollinaire. It goes like this, quote, Come to the edge, he said. We can't. We're afraid, they responded. Come to the edge, he said. We can't. We'll fall, they responded. Come to the edge, he said. And so they came. And he pushed them. And they flew. Unquote. It occurs to me that the human family is currently standing at the edge of a cliff, figuratively speaking, and we must learn to fly if we are to shift into a new and higher and more expanded life of love and light and sovereignty, rather than being controlled and ruled as has been the case for such a long time. So if need be, I ask the Elohim to give us a little shove, as well as a little wind beneath our new wings. Thank you. Anyone else before we go into the final segment? Thank you all. Muted. I was thinking, Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, go. Yes, yes, you're good. Yeah. As Jeannie read that, I remembered uh, something Edgar Casey said of all people. And he said, I fly, let me see if I get this right. I fly on the wings of the people that I've helped. And I think that's true. It has to do with, since we're all one, as we contribute to other people's lives in a Genuine, genuine, meaningful way, we create a permanent shift bit by bit in our life. It just works that way. And it's not because you're being good. 
are following this idea that I want to be helpful, it's because we're all one at a higher level. And you create an energy of oneness with someone that you genuinely help that starts to support you. And I meant to mention to everybody that Mimi has been showing up in the joy. Joy did some sessions on her and they made a connection. And I haven't tried to talk to her yet. And uh, we did, after, right after she died, we told the Elohim to keep an eye on her. But she wasn't coming through or saying anything. And she's probably hanging around at Larry's house. We'll find out. And it's one of the benefits of being on, on these calls. <laughs> you get to be a paid attention to whether you're in a body or not. And we're going to do our group visualization. And we just go to that place in that higher dimension. And we can just think ourselves there of where we become one. Where we share energies, blend energies. Now, it was interesting because the LOU said they had a harder time seeing us when we did that. But they see our group energy, but they don't see us so well as individuals. And they, but they didn't mention, and I don't think, as that was an early session, I don't think we've covered, covered this at that time, anything about the Christ energy, which is a six-dimensional coming together. And of course, that's below the Elohim energy. But it's certainly something that we've experienced. I've experienced in many of you on this call have experienced that energy in the way we connect with each other. So we have a group energy and we have part of the Ra group and part of the Elohim adding their energies to our energy. And we're going to do a quick scan of planet Earth on all of the things that we would like to see have positive outcomes because there's no guarantee of a positive outcome. And the Elohim and the Ra group pay attention to the people that call on them. And if nobody calls, they're off in the ozone and we're calling. So we expect they're paying attention and to, to the things we ask for. It doesn't mean everything's going to happen, but we increase the chances of positive outcomes. So let's just surround our planet for a moment with our group energy. 
And we're going to project energy down towards the surface of the earth. We're going to project the energy of the higher realms, and it's going to repeat through us to the, to the surface of the earth. And we have to uplift everything on earth that is able to be uplifted its service to others, oriented. We start out with the humans who are doing whatever part they play to lift the vibrations around them. We go to the children and young people who are sensitive to these energies but still haven't had enough experience in this realm to have wisdom. And we've put in this field that as they get older, they're going to get wisdom and discernment because they are going to be the leaders of tomorrow. We go to the animals and the pets, the pets who share love with their owners and back and forth, and we send energy to this connection. We go to the plant life, which receives the energy of the higher realms through their leaves and their flower petals, sends it through their plant bodies, and through their roots and into the earth. And we just ask to increase this flow of energy. We go to the rocks, the minerals, and the crystals, who also hold this energy very solidly in their rock bodies. We go to the insects who are part of the balance of nature, like the bees, and we send them this energy and we ask for the preservation of their species. We go to the fish and the sea life, the dolphins and the whales, and We now go through the surface of the Earth and connect with the energy body of Earth, which fills the entire interior of the planet and extends into the exterior, enough to encompass all life on the surface. And the Earth has to process a lot of negativity, and particularly from humans in this period of time. And so we send our healing. And whenever I do that, I feel the earth energy come up through the floor, kind of saying thank you. We send our gratitude for giving us this opportunity to have bodies. We go to the energy waves that travel through the earth 
that terminate in potential earthquakes and volcanoes, and we send them calm energy. We go back to the surface of the Earth, and we're going to do more earthquakes and volcanoes, which can make a difference in what's going to happen in the future, because there are potentials, but they do not have to happen. And Bonnie worked on the earthquakes and volcanoes that occurred in the last 24 hours. And we're working on those events that will happen in the future, or could happen in the future. Jennifer. Jennifer. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And um, we go to the Ring of Fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean, and we send a column of light that extends from Eastern Asia and Eastern Arizona across the Pacific to Western North America, Western Central America, and Western South America. And we extend it as far north as the southern part of Alaska. And we can just visualize all of this energy penetrating through the ground and bringing calm energy to all of those areas. We go to the New Madrid fault line, centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. Now we send a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter, penetrating the ground in that entire area, touching every earthquake fault, every potential volcano, every fault line, and sending calm energy. We go to the Mid-Atlantic Fault Line, extending from the North Pole through Iceland down the middle of the Atlantic Ocean as far south as the tip of South America. We just put a longitudinal column of light along this whole line and send energy through the water and calm energy to any possible activities underneath the water. And we, we ask our sources to find any other potential earthquakes and potential volcanoes anywhere on our planet and send this calm energy.
and any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to happen because the earth needs to release stress. We ask they can happen gradually and away from population centers. We go to some of the other out-of-balance situations on our planet. We start with the coronavirus, its mutations, and any other virus, and ask that they be rendered harmless. We go to the immune systems of humans and ask that they can be strengthened. And feel your own body when I say that, and see if you feel the surge of energy moving through your, your energy meridians. We go to the vaccine and the toxins in the vaccine, and ask all the toxins be transmuted, and that they are harmless. We go to the agendas of what we sometimes call the negative elite who are doing all kinds of things to sabotage the human race at this point. And we ask wherever it's for the highest good, they they are their agenda can be sabotaged, that humans will do things to stop it from occurring. And we ask for awareness and discernment for humans so they can see through what some people call the fake news and realize what's really going on. We go to the awareness of humans and ask for their awareness to extend into the consciousness of the higher realms and connect with those intelligences that have the best interests of humanity at heart and can respond to requests for help. We go to the people that suffer for whatever reasons, and there's many reasons, and we send the Christ energy to give them some a handle to pull themselves up so they can not experience this suffering so intensely. 
And when it's for the highest good, and when it's possible, we ask for the removal of the causes of suffering. We go to the droughts on our planet, and we ask for rain. And we can say Lake Mead in particular, the largest lake and reservoir in this country. And every other populated area or every area where animals are dependent for water holes to be focused on with some rain. We go to the governments of our planet and ask for qualities of leadership that make people feel cared for and safe. Qualities like compassion, benevolence, wisdom, courage, integrity, and ethics. When you go to those countries and groups that are adversarial with each other, and we ask they can settle their differences nonviolently, compassionately, particularly, we're going to send a blanket of light down over the Ukraine and Russia and Moscow and ask for a resolution quickly to that war is for peace. We go to interventions. We ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off. We ask for transmutation of toxic materials, radiation, chemtrails, radio frequencies, microwaves, and 5G that are toxic, nanobots, and anything else in food, air, water, medicines. And we're going to ask to bring this energy into our own bodies right now. We may have the opportunity to experience the positive love light energy of the higher realms. We see it moving through the galaxies, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, 
and landing on our rooftop where we have an energy filter that only allows positive energy through it. And if we're comfortable, we can invite this energy into our home and let it lift the vibration of our home so we can establish the sacred space. We ask this energy to surround the outside of our home and block any negative vibrations from the world to get in. And we bring this energy through our own bodies, bringing it in through the chakra system. That it goes from your crown chakra all the way down through your heart and your solar plexus and everything in between. And help us open where we have blocks, where we have past life karma track that's holding us back, activating our DNA, and expanding our energy field so it is bigger than our body. And we're finally going to bring a close to the verbal part of this call. We're going to leave the lines open for those of you that want to hold this energy longer. And while the lines are open, you can send this energy to people you care about. people you love. And on that note, we're going to close the verbal part of the call. We're leaving the lines open. I thank all of you for being here. I thank everyone who volunteers to make this call happen. And we will see you next time. This session is no longer being recorded.